Did I mention the other day that I added a feature where it can start recording automatically? Ah, you mentioned, yes. Yes, I think I did. Yeah. So I, I, I know, I think we mentioned this already. Can you see that I'm recording or not? No, not yet. All right. Not yet. That's coming up. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That'd be nice as well. So you can be like, uh, guys. <laughs> yeah. So right now what I have for the host is a message that comes up when, when I hit record mm -hmm. as the host, it pops a little, a little notification alert that says, you know, not you're recording locally now, remind mm -hmm. your guest or co-host to also start recording locally. But I have the other feature. I don't think it's live yet. Otherwise, I would have turned it on where <laughs> as soon as you join the studio, it starts it's recording locally. Record, yeah. 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 I love that. I, I, then, I have that too. It's like, I'm not sure if I've actually finished that or enabled it. I know I worked on it. I don't know what the status of it is. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's a bit so, but also before we get started, I have a little bit of bad news to share. <laughs> so... Remember last time when I was telling you that that I I worked on the, the feature where when I delete something through the UI, I delete it from the database, then I also have to go out to the cloud and delete things in the cloud. Right, exactly. And so I was syncing that up. And user error, I was cleaning things up on S3. What did you delete? And I, <laughs> and I deleted our second session. Oh, no. <laughs> And I even deleted the first, I deleted all of them, but luckily, <laughs> luckily I had downloaded, downloaded the recordings the from the first oh, one. Okay. Right, right, right. So I have that from the first one. Mm. And then the third one, which is our last one mm. that happened after the fact. Right. Okay. So the one that is gone is our second session where we actually recorded the whole thing. Oh, well. If it's any consolation, I can't remember what the hell we talked about. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I repeat myself a lot. So, you know, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I, was so bummed out. I, you know, I was cleaning things up and I wanted to clear everything from the cloud. I, I, I tested the UI and I deleted everything through the UI and everything was fine. And then there were a bunch of other files still left on S3 from, from other recordings that I've done yeah, and, okay. and stuff that, that was just a lot of tests yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and since I onboarded some people already, I didn't want to leave a bunch of stuff there because then later it's hard to, to mm -hmm. synchronize and reconcile what, what's real and what's not, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, you, so, you don't want like old test stuff hanging around after you've kind of gone to production, right? <laughs> exactly. So I wiped everything out and I was just thinking, okay, I onboarded these people. I checked who, who has logged in. When was the last time they logged on? Have they created any recordings? And I yeah. checked all of that for all the people that I have onboarded right. to not make yourself. sure I didn't, <laughs> but I didn't check myself. I checked all of them, but not mine and, and consequently ours. But, and so, yeah. as I said, gone. I'm kind of like, I, I, you know, it's not the end of the world. I mean, especially since, you know, I, as I said, I, I'm conscious I don't want to get too far, like, out of sync with what we're actually doing on a day-to-day -day basis kind of thing. So, you know, even if, if, say, let's say, for instance, that is published in, like, three weeks' time, it's like the stuff we're talking about, especially since, you know, we're both kind of on the edge of almost launching and getting new users. We don't want to get, like, too far out of sync anyway. So, you know, I think of it as a warm-up, right, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> No yeah, big deal. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's so, interesting you say that because I, I set up obviously like production 
uh, database and stuff myself. And so, yeah, I had hanging around test users and, you know, a few people that have been using it like back months ago when I first started playing it. And I'm like, okay, now how do how does this feel to you? What's, how's this idea? So I had a bunch of people use it then and they created stuff and I'm like, you know what, this, the database has changed so much since then. And it's like, there's migrations, there's stuff now, which are required. Like for instance, I ask for a name and a full name, um, because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to presume that the word you put first is your first name, especially since, you know, Japanese, it doesn't work like that. And people go by different names anyway. So especially with it being a work thing, I ask for a full name and a name you want to like be a, referred like to. A, a nickname. Yeah. Or like a nickname? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, okay. in my case, it would just be Alan because, you know, it's how I, people refer mm-hmm. to me. But, you know. but of course, I, I didn't have that when I started having users on the system. So they're all now false in the database, as in that because the default Postgres ecto migration, if there's a now required string, it'll just do a two string onto it and it was coming up as false. So then now I'll just called false in the database. And I'm like, you know what, do I even bother trying to fix this? Or I just say, no, you know what, we have a new database anyway. And so the, nothing, you knew that that was a, a just a playground. There's nothing in there anyway. So <laughs> the database was called false. Exactly. I mean, their, their, their full name was fine, but yeah, everyone else, their nickname was just false. And you're like, yeah, this isn't uh... work. <laughs> so oh, again, they, they're all test users and, you know, they're all, they're all friends anyway so it's like yeah, yeah. They, they knew it was just a, a test idea anyway so yeah <laughs> I'm like yeah. yeah those things you added they're not there anymore <laughs> oh man all right well yeah so do you want to do you want to get started oh, and record this intro thing yeah, yeah, yeah so i don't know how do we start we uh, talk about who we are and what our products are let's do it all right. So yeah, Mario Rodriguez, and I'm a software engineer currently in California, and I'm working on this. Wait, did I say that right? Okay, let me start again. <laughs> All right, let's try it again. So I'm Mario Rodriguez. I'm a software engineer in California, and I'm working on this tool that I call FusionCast, which is what we're using to record this episode. And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun working on it. I've been developing it for about a year, a little over a year now. And uh, I'm just finally getting to the point where where I'm opening it up for uh, private beta. Okay. One sentence. What so, does it do? <laughs> We're using it to record this podcast episode, but how? <laughs> <laughs> All right. The elevator pitch. So FusionCast is a remote podcast recording platform that allows hosts to connect and record with remote guests or co-hosts through the browser. So it's a browser-based application. And uh, it has lots of built-in features so the, to help. The, the obvious question everybody's going to want to know is why not Skype? What, what, what's it do that I can't just do by opening Zoom and hitting record? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So these these tools like Skype or Google Hangouts and Zoom and all those are pretty general, you know, pretty g- generic type tools, mainly for communication. They're not really intended for recording high quality audio. And uh, as a podcaster, uh, podcasters want high quality audio and nowadays also even high quality video because they're publishing their podcast on video platforms as well. So with tools like Zoom or you know any of those generic tools, you don't get that high quality audio. You get you know, compressed audio through the network because they're not really designed for that. It's it's just the thing recording is, is just an add-on. Right. As, as a listener, it's so so much better experience when someone's actually recorded 
double-ended audio, right? As opposed to over yeah. Zoom. And it's like, it raises stress levels of listening. It just makes everything so much more pleasant and almost like transparent when the audio is is so much better, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's it makes a huge difference. And, and the other thing about some of these tools like Zoom, for example, is that you have to download and install the app locally, right? So as a podcaster who has uh, remote guests, you know, coming into the show to record, you want to remove as much friction as possible. You don't want to have to ask your guests to download this app. And although some might already have, but if it's a, a popular app, but those, like those Zoom, are two options, right? It's either you go through a lot of pain having them to set up like some local recording system and then running Skype or Zoom in conjunction with that, or you deal with this crappy Zoom recording, right? Where, yeah, exactly. So this exactly. Is... So it's not ideal to record a podcast with a generic tool like that. And uh, so a browser-based tool like FusionCast leverage the browser capabilities so that you can connect via a link easily with your guests or co-hosts. There's no software to download and install or any of that. It's super easy to connect. Click on the link and then it records. And, and so you end up with you. yeah. So basically, as a as the end user for this, so yeah, we've been using this to record the these shows. So the idea is, yeah, I I click on the link and I let in the room and just hit record. And so I you get a copy of my local recording, right? So exactly. whatever I while we're speaking, it records my local audio in high quality. Then my video, those get uploaded, and you get access to those directly without any action on me as the guest to the podcast's part, right? It's Exactly, which makes it super convenient because you don't have to wait for files to download and then share files and all exactly, that because yeah. it, it all happens <laughs> automatically. Wait for uh, either iCloud syncing to finally actually get around to syncing the files or like pay for Dropbox, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then someone loads the wrong and file. These, and <laughs> yeah, and the thing is these files are pretty large yeah, files. Exactly. The, the files that we generate are you know, wave format for audio and MP4 for video. And the wave format alone generates, you know, pretty huge files. So, so one of the features that FusionCast has is that it uploads continuously as it records, it's automatically uploading to the cloud so that at the end of the recording, once you hit stop, it just has to upload the last few seconds. It's already of, recorded like 99% of it. Yeah. It's just the last few seconds have to finish and then that's it. Everything's already yep. there. So it's, it, yep. it is, as I say, as the user, it's transparent. It's like speaking on Zoom, but you end up with a much higher quality final result, right? And something exactly. that, that editing is going to be a whole lot easier because you have independent tracks for everybody on the call, right? You know, it's it's not, you don't have one mashed up call that's, you know, when a truck goes past outside for somebody, if they're not speaking, it's easy enough for you to just edit that out. Whereas if it was on a, a one single track, you're basically got to live with it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's another disadvantage of, of some of these other tools. So FusionCast records separate tracks, like you mentioned, video track just with video and audio track just audio for everyone in the session. Yeah, so it's been a lot of fun, but also very challenging for me to build it. I've been at developer for a long time, but I never developed an application like this that involves video and audio and recording and all that. And it's it's been interesting. I've learned a lot. Understatement, right? Researching <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> Started by doing some research and experimenting and then just getting little bits done here and there and mm -hmm. just, you know, building 
upon that and just little by little i got to a point where i thought maybe i can pull this off and mm -hmm. it's funny build, yeah, build something that's useful i mean it, it's it, it's funny how you know you kind of when you start off you're like maybe this is an idea maybe it, maybe i can either write that or maybe other people will find it useful and there's this there becomes a point when you're like oh actually i can do this <laughs> and yeah. oh, hold on yeah. this is actually useful right and it feels like everything suddenly becomes a lot more serious or so, yeah <laughs> up until yeah. then it's like i'm not even sure if i can actually make this work right <laughs> i know it's crazy but yeah it's been a lot of ups and downs but now as of a few weeks ago i was able to start onboarding some people in the private beta phase so that uh, somebody else gets to use it and provide me some feedback, hopefully, and I, and they have actually already during the onboarding sessions while I'm giving the demo, people have already provided some amazing feedback. And it becomes a tricky point yeah. now where you, you have to walk that fine line between how much of those are like, oh my God, I can't release until that's ready. Oh, <laughs> and okay, that's cool. And I can build that afterwards, right? So you just got to yeah. be tough on yourself in terms of knowing what to do with that feedback, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. And some of the feedback is also, you know, something interesting happens when uh, a user tells you what they want or what they would like the product to do and sometimes what they want is not it may not be exactly the way they describe it or the way they want it but you can achieve the same goal of what they really right. want when, you have to you learn to I mean? listen to what the what the problem they're describing without listening to their solution, right? <laughs> There's Sometimes definitely a skill in, that comes with experience that you're like, I, I know what you're telling me, but that's not how we're going to solve it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, exactly. You need to understand a little bit deeper than what they're actually explaining, right? <laughs> that's the, the great way to put it. And I forget what feature in particular it was that we're talking about, but yeah, it's interesting just filtering that out and just trying to come up with the, the solutions to address their needs, mm -hmm. right? So it's... It's pretty cool. I love it. I love developing products because I enjoy creating something that can be useful to someone and that helps them, you know, in some way in their lives. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's, it's been a great experience. Cool. Now, I'm the same way. It's kind of, I'm not a, a very academic developer in terms of, uh, it has to solve a problem rather than be clever. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I'm much more excited and much more. I just enjoy it a whole lot, a whole lot more when I'm building something that actually helps make somebody's job or their life or just something more enjoyable, more fun. From an academic, making something, if it performs better, that's good as long as it has an improvement on their actual life. If it just, you know, is for. Yeah for a an academic context I, I just don't find that interesting so definitely product is a bit which makes me do this <laughs> yeah totally cool cool so alan tell me about your product so well first tell us who you are so i am yeah. my name is alan bradburn i live i'm from the uk i currently live in japan and have lived here for about four years so i'm not in tokyo before the assumption is that i must live in tokyo if i live in japan i don't i live down in the south in this little city called fukuoka and i started developing this product about a year ago and it was something completely different it was the idea was around about like studying as a resident in japan studying japanese is a constant in your life right and so i was toying with ideas around how to make me accountable in my studying and make it just easier and to stay on top of it. And that kind of morphed into work-related tool. 
And around about last end of last summer, I realized that what I was building was actually useful in a much more useful in a work context than in an, in a personal self-study context. So I had a big rethink and I started developing what is now called dot plan dot plan dot IO. And it's a tool to let team members in an office or especially remotely, it works very well remotely, share what they did for the day. So you effectively, it's like a shared to-do list as in shared as in what you, you can publish what you've done. So in the morning, you can effectively create a list of things that you plan to do for the day. And the idea is these things can be go to the post office or have a meeting. They can be, you know, I've got a call with somebody. I need to finish. I need to work on this thing. So it's a very high level. It's not like a project management tool. It's not, you know, GitHub or issues or a tracker, bug tracker. It's the idea is mm-hmm. to, to allow you to share what you've achieved. So you can go through and you say, I did these things. I got them done. I'm still working on this. So it's the, we used to use like a previous company to like write a daily report of what you've done, uh, which is great, but it becomes an extra bit of work at the end of the day. And it's great when everybody's on top of it, but it's so easy to fall out of this habit of of doing a check-in, checking in with your teammates. And so I wanted to make that process quick as simple as almost transparent like almost like okay i'm leaving work i got these things done check 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 done publish so i save that with the team so the idea is yeah you basically add those you can add a a, some more text if you want if there's something you want to talk about more you can add that you can add an an emoji to show how you're feeling for the day so it's like either i'm smiley or i'm frowning i'm tired sweat smile you know all of the different emojis to to basically uh, express how your day's been in general, share that, publish it with your team. It's viewable by the entire organization. People can like, react to it. They can add comments. It's it's to basically do an asynchronous um, check-in with your team to show what you've been up to. Not necessarily, mm-hmm. a, you know, it's not for a, a synchronous like Slack or Zoom replacement. The idea is just to help your team feel more connected to each other, what other people are working on. You know, I knew, know being in an office that, you have this like implicit knowledge of what other people might be doing or what they're working on. You can see, you can hear things. Being remote, you have zero, right? So the idea is right. to to let you at least keep in touch with employees like that. Even if you're not necessarily on their team working with them directly, you can still be aware of how they're feeling, what they're doing. So it's this, I want to try and make this, this tool that can help an, a remote team feel more connected. So nice. I... When I realized that it was actually maybe useful, I had some some friends start to play around with an early prototype back uh, end of maybe end of September, October, and everybody responded like really, really well. So much better than I had anticipated. So I'm like, okay, this actually may be a product then. This was a very early, just like, okay, it does like the very, very basics. And then I'm yeah. like, oh, hold on, this actually people like this. Uh, especially when I started adding the, like the mood you know, being able to show how you're feeling. When I started adding that, people responded to this, like, oh God, if I can show how I'm feeling, it might stop people from harassing me. Like, why isn't this done? It's like, if I'm looking like, oh God. <laughs> so this uh, idea around just sharing how you're feeling the other day, not just like I closed these four tickets, um, but look at the other stuff that, I, you know, I was on two calls, you know, I've been investigating this thing, you know, I've been doing these things not all of them result in closing a, a, a ticket, right? So so that's the general idea around it. And I've kind of reached the point now where I'm like, okay, this is actually good enough for people to use outside of my close group. 
So now, is this a um, web application or is it, it a is, native application? It is a web application. The my intention, obviously, <laughs> if people start using it, then I, I want very much want to do a native one. But it works very well on the mobile as well. So Thanks. it works well. I've also used an application that effectively packages up a web app as a an installable thing. Still, it requires the oh, web yeah. to work, but it allows it to be an installable application using Electron and stuff. And nice. especially within an office environment, it's handy just to have <clears throat> an application that you can click to and use instead of just another web page. So I'm going to ship with that as well, just because it makes it a nicer experience to use when it's, you know, an actual application, like, you know, say for instance, Slack or Zoom or something as well. So, right. Yeah. And right. In that scenario with a wrapper application, are those installable from the app store on phones or? That's a good question. You, no, I, I haven't done it as a mobile version, uh, just for Mac and Windows. Yeah, I think you, okay. you can actually... Uh, sell it as a, a, a or have it as an installable as, app store as well i believe so yeah so that's okay. that's one thing and but as, as far as an apply and actual application goes yeah i would like to when time and yeah. resources allow <laughs> but the, i mean you know the, the web is the ultimate deployment mechanism right i mean this is the, the the reason you're doing fusion cast on the web as well you know having this removing any barrier yeah. to entry you know it's it's nice just to be able to click on a link and you know do your check-in yep. so the i say the whole idea of this is to remove any excuse for not doing a check-in right <laughs> yeah, yeah. i mean this, this totally. was the thing you know it's like when we used it within other teams it, it's so helpful both as a manager and as a co-worker knowing what your team are working on it's one thing being a manager and assigning tickets and you know kind of having a, a closer relationship with them but just having this um like sensory extra awareness of what people are doing outside of just their prescribed work is is really powerful i've been doing remote work for most of my life <laughs> about 15 years i think in total okay. and it's that connection with people that you don't see on a daily basis is mm -hmm. really difficult to manage long term you have this constant like underlying feeling of like do they know i'm here <laughs> <laughs> is everybody okay with me it's it's fine when you have a say a close relationship with a, a co-worker and a manager but either outside of that close you do wonder i mean you, you must feel this about other employees too right you're like are they still working for us <laughs> haven't actually not yeah. actually aware what they're doing are, are they still on the team so it's something yeah. to increase this um this connection between uh, team members and, and organizations is something that has long been something i wanted to improve and it just so happened i I kind of stumbled upon it by building this. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's been a long-term concern of mine with remote work. I, I, I love working remotely. It allows me to live here, right? You know, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have yeah. been able to move here if I hadn't been able to continue remote working. So it, it's been a huge thing in my life, and any chance to make it better is good for me. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Awesome. <laughs> that sounds great. So how's it going now? What stage are you at? I'm at that stage where I want to bring on additional users uh, outside of my close, very early trial users. Uh, I'm yeah. at that stage now where I'm finding the bugs that I thought were not there. <laughs> I'm like, I can let people use this right now. And so, you know, doing, and I'm like, oh, okay, I need to finish that first. It, you, it's yeah. when you're so, you know this well, right? When you're so close and so intertwined with a product, it just becomes a... Did I finish that? I know I worked on it. Did I actually finish that off? Oh, apparently not. Yeah. Or, or things that you just, you know, you worked on it, but it was three months ago and other things have changed around it and it still passes tests, but it just doesn't work 
well in the context that you originally wrote it in. So I'm in that phase of like, okay, what do I need to absolutely finish before I can, you know, let 10 people in, 10 teams in and start to, to use it without... The obvious feedback of like, well, this doesn't work. Yeah, I know it doesn't work. <laughs> I think we talked yeah. uh, before about you know what what is useful feedback, and you want to get to past that point of like the, the feedback they're giving you is the obvious layers, you know, outside outer layer stuff. You want feedback that's yeah. like just a little bit deeper. So yeah. I'm trying to remove that before letting other people on seriously. So I was hoping to get it done last week, uh, but it more likely is next week. So. <laughs> But I can taste it. It's this close to letting other people on board now. So it's... Uh, yeah, you're almost there. You're almost there. It's it's that, you know, that final 90%, right? <laughs> the final 10% that takes 90% of exactly. the time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's been a, a fun process. So the, the fun thing for me as well is I started it here and I left actually salary job around about last March, beginning of Corona time. And uh, so I started freelancing, doing client work, and uh, took on a big client. So this has been bootstrapped as and created as a, I had to start a company here as well. So going through the process of starting a company in Japan has been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is like a, a constant that will probably come up is just my fun of battling the system. <laughs> yeah, of navigating being, all. Yeah, of being a foreigner in the stuff. Japanese business architecture, which is... Um, challenging sometimes yeah. <laughs> quite challenging i imagine yeah it's interesting it's all a learning process it's a different culture obviously sure. a, a different uh, way of doing things mm-hmm. so you have to navigate all that and learn about that and exactly exactly you know I, yeah. I want to sell to local companies as much as internationally as well because you know this is my you know some you know my adopted home and i want to try to improve working life here as much as i want to improve it everywhere right so the the product yeah. was is in japanese and english i'm launching with english japanese is in progress but yeah there's only so many hours in the day so <laughs> i decided to prioritize one but that will be an interesting experience as well onboarding Japanese customers. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, that's uh, a similar experience with myself building FusionCast, you know, bootstrapping it and uh, just working on it on my spare time. And yeah, it's... I remember having a spare time <laughs> once. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> we brought this um, up on ourselves. You have no one else to blame but yourself. <laughs> that's right. what I keep <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it's always a challenge, but a fun experience at the same time. So yeah, you can go and register for FusionCast as a, I want to know when it's launched, right? And get on your beta list, correct? Ah, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> What's the URL? <laughs> yes. FusionCast.fm. That's a great domain. Yeah. <laughs> FusionCast.fm is the marketing site. Right now I'm in private beta mode, so it's only uh, a limited set of users, just people that I know that are in the podcasting space that are interested in trying it out and, you know, checking it out and providing feedback. Those are the ones that I'm onboarding at the moment. And uh, so far I've only done about four demos and I'm working on some of that feedback that I already got from those. All right. Your application's URL is .plan.io. .plan.io. Yep. So it's a, you can get on my my list of wannabe test subjects. <laughs> All right. Do you already have a sign up 
form and uh, people can they, sign up already? They can not, uh, they, they can add the URL, uh, add their email address. But uh, yeah, I've got, got a list of, I picked a bunch of people that I think would be very good testers from that list. So I'm going to start mm-hmm. reaching out to them next week with a, okay. <laughs> That's right. what I want to do something like an onboarding. Maybe I don't need quite as as main an onboarding session as you have but yeah definitely i'd like to talk them through the things just to get their initial feedback more than anything right as i said i remember when i first had somebody use a very early version and they got the concept they got the idea but there's the when you type in a like a, a task on one uh, of your check-ins the obvious thing for me was to just hit return after you've you type it in you hit return it saves it right and they typed it in and they're like how do i save it and i'm like you hit return they're like well where's the save button i'm like did you what <laughs> so, <laughs> and so i added a save button it's a signal rather than an actual functionality that is necessary so small mm. things like that i want to want to try and catch from people more than anything that feedback is it's crazy right it's just so again you're so close to it that it's just impossible to even see that you you just can't. yeah you don't see it it becomes a tunnel vision yeah, kind of thing i've shared with you how i've i've done a couple of sessions with my wife mm. <laughs> where she comes in front of the product yeah. and she starts using it and she starts clicking around yeah. and doing things and talking out loud her thought process and those have been so useful because she points out a lot of stuff that I didn't even think about and uncovers things that, you know. <laughs> so every time we've done that, it's resulted in the product becoming so much better. Yeah. One of the, the crazy things about going through this this pre-launch slash launch processes, just how much people are willing to give you, right? In terms of feedback, mm-hmm. I, I didn't yeah. realize, I almost expected it to be a, a challenge to get in, you know, like how you, how do you feel about this? But it, the amount of like, oh, we should do this. I oh, should do this as well. I'm like, what's the, I'm like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> 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 it's too many yeah. And it, it's amazing just how much people are willing to, to share with like, just their, their initial impressions, their, their wants, their ideas about it. It's been really cool and kind of intimidating as well because you're like, oh my God, I've got like, there's, there's so many good ideas in there. That I know. I'm going to try and deal with that now. So. And the list keeps growing mm-hmm. and, and getting, the, yeah, getting longer. I mean, maybe it's slightly different for yours because I think, you know, yours has a very almost understood context, right? You know, you're recording mm-hmm. a conversation and there's only mm-hmm. so many things that you can do within that. I mean, there's, there's nice ideas yeah. like, like, you know, the thing we mentioned about Marcus, but mine, it's, it's, the interesting thing I've noticed is different people see it as a different tool, like completely different okay. tool. Somebody, huh. you know, I, I was working with them on it the other day. I was showing them, demoing it to them. And they're like, that's great. I want to see effectively my to They were thinking of it as a historical to-do list for themselves because you effectively okay. check things off. You know, you create this trail of things I've achieved. And they're like, right. oh, I want to see all these analytics of how much I've done. I want to be able to like, and they saw it as a to-do list that they could go back through in time. And I'm like, okay, for me, that doesn't do anything. But apparently they, they were really excited about this. And I'm like, okay, I need to think yeah. about this. I, I don't know yet if that's relevant to the application, but just the fact that that was their first immediate 
want desire from it i'm like okay mm -hmm. there must be something mm -hmm. there so it's it's amazing how different people see it in wildly different ways sometimes so yeah which brings up another point though that you have to be careful with that feedback Very and not so. <laughs> try to do everything that, that they're saying because it, you well you know this <laughs> yeah. but you have to keep keep a certain focus and direction that you want to take the product in yes and uh, not diverge too much from that and so For sure there's that, that danger of it becoming something completely different, but which wouldn't necessarily be bad, right. you know, on its own, yeah. but just, it could become just chaos. Yes, absolutely. Right? Because... Yeah. You, I think that's the thing. You just got to throw them all into the pot and be like, okay, I need to consider this. It's not, not like going on the list, but it's like, okay, I need to think about how would it be used in that context? You know, what aspects of this could be beneficial to all users and how would it fit in within the context of the application and stuff? Yeah. 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 And then something to keep in mind along with that is that something like that, where if someone sees the product as something completely different than how you see mm -hmm. it, but it's still kind of related and kind of similar, mm -hmm. you could always spawn off another product yep. from what you've built now. Definitely, definitely. You know, that, that addresses a different need and a different definitely. demographic. I mean, it, it, um, I mean, that's, that's part, I guess, of understanding yeah, what it is we're building, right? Because yeah, there are aspects of this that I'm like, okay, this actually could work in a in a different way in a and solve a different problem. So exactly. <laughs> that's gone on the list of like things to think about when I have like some brain space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you can reuse a lot of the tech you've already built for it. I mean, I, I, but... something that I noticed the other day that uh, I think Adam Waltham was doing a the new Tailwind, and he did a thing where it was like you know his screencast and video and switching uh -huh. between them. And someone linked to a tool, which is basically for creating that exact thing, which is me plus screencast. And it's like your tool effectively can do that, right? You can record the two streams of me and my screen at the same time, but yeah. th they've, they've obviously found a, a niche there that nobody else is serving. And it's like, okay, let's just like drill down on this and just focus on this one, one specific use case. And uh, yeah, it's, there's, there's all <laughs> too many ideas, not enough hours, I know, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one day. <laughs> There's no shortage of ideas. No, for sure. I mean, it, 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 this is the, the interesting thing, though. It's like, I remember, you know, when I when I left my previous job and I'm like, OK, what the hell am I going to do? You know, and so you've got a few rough ideas, but none of them seem like, um, like products. They, they seem like things you'd like to try and build, but none of them seem to have a, a really strong legs of being a product. The moment you start mm -hmm. saying, OK, I'm going to try building this and see where it goes it almost creates all of these stronger ideas from it it's like yeah i i guess it's obvious in the retrospect right but by trying to build one thing all of these actual very clear things become obvious in your mind it's like well actually this is a thing and i could build this and it could use this of which you couldn't see yeah. until you actually started doing the thing right so ideas yeah. breed ideas <laughs> yeah so. yeah totally so just build all the right. things. <laughs> build all yeah, the things. just keep building. Just keep building. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> cool, man. Awesome. All right. Well, this has been great. A uh, great way to introduce ourselves so. and our products. I hope, I, didn't. And, uh, yeah. I hope it's reasonably clear what we're building. <laughs> yeah, right. And if not, we'll, we'll get messages. Uh, hopefully, people will contact us and ask questions. We're happy to answer. So we'll continue to share our journeys building our own apps and uh, hopefully it'll be helpful to others out there who are 
doing the same thing or aspiring to do the same thing. And hopefully they'll learn a thing here and there from our experiences, <laughs> our mistakes, I was our, say mostly from our mistakes and our, and our <laughs> challenges and hopefully the tiny wins as well. All right, Alan, your day is just getting started. My day is just coming to an end. So I know it's always, it's always uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like blurry eyed from, you know, just waking up and you're like exhausted from working full day. So <laughs> I know <laughs> it sucks yeah, for both of us. I, <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> the wonders of the time zones and time difference this morning, I got up super early because my dog was making noise and he was restless. Oh, okay. And when that happens, we know it's probably because he wants to go outside and he needs to potty. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, I took him outside. It was like 4.30, 5 in the morning, something like that. And sure enough, you know, he did his thing and came back inside the house and I was fully awake. I didn't even try going back to sleep. I just yeah. hop on the computer and just <laughs> that, start hacking That goes the day. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're having a bit of a slack day here because it was uh, my it's my son's school has a I think it's graduation day for like the the six years so they're all the, the oh, rest okay. of the, the rest of the year has the day off so <laughs> he's like let's play Fortnite I'm like no, I have the last to work <laughs> <laughs> oh, <what's that? laughs> so, yeah cool. yeah all right so shall we record a right. a, a little quick nugget as well do you want to try doing that uh, sure oh yeah before we yeah before we wrap it up. Let's do that. Um, do you want to stop recording and start again? Just so you've got a, a separate, will that work sure. or not? Yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering if it was easiest for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That works.